From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au Coming up, this week the violins were out with former Ipswich Division 10 councillor David Palkey enlisting the support of John Krauss, member for Scenic Rim, to strike up that old refrain about the lack of rural road maintenance in Ipswich. And what does it take to run a local community Facebook page? Why do it? And we'll hear some tips about running a successful page. It's Friday, May 8, 2020, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australians since 1999. And so it begins. Less than a month after the first meeting of new councillors, we start to see some old chestnuts, prompted by a former councillor, come out in the media banging on about issues which, on the surface, sound relevant and crucial to life in Ipswich. Specifically, I'm talking about dirt roads in the far-flung rural parts of the city. Firstly, it's important to know that not all dirt roads were created equal. I'm not here to defend council, but let's be realistic and examine a few important points in this argument. Some country roads are classed, by their nature, as unmade roads, basically just a bush track in a road easement, which means council does not maintain it owing to the extremely low level of traffic or they're used rarely. It's about balancing the budget and road projects based on needs and overall community benefits. But put all that aside for a minute and consider that if you're looking to purchase an acreage in the bush, it must be self-evident a road is not maintained and there is poor or no access for most types of vehicles. Then you've got to ask yourself the question, why buy it for the quiet country life when there are better choices? Potential buyers should also do the relevant property searches and due diligence if looking to buy such an isolated, off-the-beaten-track property. There are many other pitfalls to look out for when buying in the bush, like future mining, pipeline, power, rail or highway easements, which may have been determined years or decades earlier. It reminds me of someone who buys next to an existing airport and then wants to complain about aircraft noise. Now, I'm not taking away any health and safety concerns, but should a person require or be more prone to require, say an ambulance for example, why would you buy such a property and more importantly, if getting elderly, why not make arrangements for a more suitable and safe living location? As my mother used to say, God helps those that help themselves. Social media, in particular Facebook, has found its way into many aspects of our daily lives. About 1.7 billion people around the world log on every day. I remember when Facebook began, they said it wouldn't catch on. How wrong they were. While this social media giant is global, it is also very local. There must be millions of groups and pages set up to cater for local towns and suburbs. In Ipswich, one such group is the Friends of Wood End. What does it take to run a page and why do it in the first place? To explain these points and more, yesterday I caught up with the administrators of the page, Andrew Spark and Suzanne Matalich, via Zoom. I began by asking, whose idea was it? I think it was a mutual decision between Suzanne and I. Uh, Suzanne's lived in Wood End for many, many years. 
Um, and I moved here from Sadler's Crossing, so just over the hill, about just over two years ago. I only really knew Suzanne in the area. Uh, and there wasn't really a neighbourhood watch or anything like that. And uh, while we're both fairly introverted people, we're community-minded. So we wanted to uh, set up some sort of group where, uh, you know, we could connect with our neighbours and, you know, and share local stories. Well, I guess you've kind of an part answered my next question and, and the reasons why you decided to take on creating the group. How much time does it take? And is there much effort in keeping it moderated and meaningful? I don't think it takes nearly as much time as a personal Facebook page does because a lot of it is reacting or just letting other people put up their posts and every now and then giving them something to maybe spark a conversation or just informing them of things that are happening in the in our community. But Andrew does most of it. In fact, I think he does all of it. <laughs> I, are I you there for moral support, Suzanne? Yeah. <laughs> I give him suggestions every now and then about bits and pieces, but it seems to have almost got a life of its own at the moment. A lot of new people have joined in the last six months. I think the election might have sparked a bit of it. But, um, no, it's not, not as arduous as keeping up the Arts Alive Facebook page, for example, which I manage. Okay, so it's not your first venture into running a page or a group on Facebook? No, 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 no. I'm, uh, because of my background's in advertising and marketing, I manage about 30 Facebook pages. Wow. <laughs> uh, as, long as, as well as my own personal ones. So, uh, yes, I'm used to multitasking. But, uh, but this, because this is more of a social, uh, I think it, it gets back to, you know, what I hope was the original idea of Facebook, which was to help connect people. And we, we have sort of, there's about 360 or so members now. And, you know, that's growing every day. And hopefully talking about it with you, we'll see more interest in it. But it's really just connecting members of the community. Um, it's sort of, it's come out a lot more probably with the, with the COVID thing, with the um, celebrating, uh, commemorating Anzac Day at home. It was, yes. that was a really big thing in our group because uh, mm. people are very community minded but a lot of older residents here. So they were sharing lots of photos of what they're doing on Anzac Day morning. We, we'd set up a, a social drinks each Sunday afternoon at, at six o'clock, go out to the end of your driveway and have a drink and say hello to your neighbours in, you know, in the with, distance. Yes, with social distancing in mind, yes. Yeah, yes, definitely. So, uh, yeah, and just uh, but it's been really interesting. We set up some topics, you know, about, uh, you know, sharing if you're a local business and how we can support them. If anyone's got um, extra uh, produce in their gardens, if someone's got stuff they don't need anymore that someone may want, so we could swap things on there. Lost pets, you know, if, if there's any sort of uh, untoward, you know, or criminal activity in the area, we can people can let each other know. Um, I think it really brings out the best in in our community. I, I'm really I'm really pleased to live in Woodend. It's a really lovely suburb, and I, I do think of it as a village. Yes, yes. Andrew and Suzanne, look, some of these groups and pages that you see on Facebook tend to get a bit nasty from time to time. And, and you see it, you mentioned crime there, Andrew, but they seem to lean, lean totally on crime and gossip. Has this been an issue for you? No, not at all. No. Um, no. People are by and large um, thankful for, like, I wouldn't say that we're a safe space, but I like to think that we are, that because we, we just keep the topics uh, local. Uh, we're just really focused on, on looking out for our neighbours it's also self-regulating to a certain extent. If someone comes out with a, a nasty, cynical sort of response, 
quite often you'll get four or five people will jump on them and say, but how, how about thinking about the positive or that's a bit unfair or whatever. Mm. Um, so as administrators, well, I mean, that's not really my role at the moment. Andrew tends to manage that. But it's very unusual to have to actually ban someone or pull them up officially. Well, I think, yes, if you've got the majority of uh, people taking part, setting the overall tone and setting yeah. the standard high, uh, how can I say it? Nasty people tend to not want to participate anyway. Yes. People have to answer a questionnaire to become a member, and it's just simple stuff like what's your connection to Woodend? So um, we have a number of members that don't live in the suburb anymore uh, but grew up here, and they often share stories of that from their childhood. Or they recognise someone from the street or they talk about the houses that they grew up in. We're, we're blessed in Woodend. With a, a, we are so close to, the, to Ipswich Central, but we've got some beautiful old homes. Uh, it's a great suburb, suburb to walk uh, and to ride. It's that village atmosphere, and Suzanne and I certainly feel it because we, we just live down the street from each other, um, and we often walk around and you know concentrate on supporting businesses within the area in the top of town and that kind of stuff. Um, and that's that's I think that's the vibe of Woodend. I don't mm. think there's there's too much nastiness in Woodend. No, but isn't it ironic though that the the COVID nineteen situation has spurred on growth for your group? Uh, but it kind of harks back to the old days, if you like, pre-television, when when people would gather over the back fence and yeah. have a yarn. Exactly. That's exactly how we see it. Oh. Is it's over the back fence. That's that's the stuff that we talk about in the group, uh, oh. and that's the stuff we encourage. It was lovely. A few days ago, I had heard this amazing noise of half past eleven at night, and the first thing I saw the next morning on Friends of Wood End was. What on earth was that? Did anybody else hear that noise? <laughs> and one woman went investigating and she found a, a, an empty container of fireworks right down in Woodend Park at the bottom of Woodend Road. That eventually got picked up by one of our new councillors for this division and reported to the police. And, yeah, it's, it's lovely, though, that how people just leap in as though they're talking to the person next door and say, what the hell was that? <laughs> well, well, that's one. That's one surprise you've had recently. Are there any others you'd care to share? <laughs> uh, that's that's probably been the most sort of eventful. I mean, we, we... Oh, the the, the aeroplanes at night, oh, yeah, getting the... a bit of flack from their from our members of the page at the moment. Just the, the RAF are doing a lot more night training, um, mm -hmm. and, and one of our members took it upon themselves to to contact the RAF, the RAF out at Ambly, and uh, they're testing new infrared sensors which is why right. they're doing late night flights. And, uh, and, uh, and you know, people with, with young children are a bit concerned about, you know, babies waking up at night and stuff. But uh, by and large, people were, uh, you know, understand that we live in a rough city. Uh, yes. We, we have the same thing on Thursday night. So I tend to make it a Thursday night post to alert people that lappers are out. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but that's part of the, that's the, that's one of the things about living so close to the city centre. You know, I mean, it's, it's all part of, you know, where we live. There, so will be, there will be the din of living, living in the city, of course. Yes, Sorry, Suzanne, I cut you off. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. It's just I think it's really amusing that the term skylappers has now been given to the planes that are going over. <laughs> I should have heard that. I hadn't heard that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was interesting because when yeah. the conversation about those planes began, it was very negative, very antsy, you know, oh, blah, 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 when will they stop and isn't that enough and rah, rah, rah. 
And then a couple of people started making positive comments. I put up a comment like, lucky we live in Australia. If we lived in a war-torn country, then those planes flying over at night would be something completely different from what it is at the moment. So with a few positive responses, people started sort of backpedalling a bit and saying, oh, I know it has to happen, but does it have to be so loud? And, but they weren't nearly as nasty about it as some of them were starting to get before other people jumped in and said, you know, it's, it's the defence of our country. Mm. It's something we just have to wear because we live next to Amberley. Yes, I think people, once they understand, they are a bit more accommodating. And, oh, yeah. and it was very thoughtful of uh, one of your members there to contact the RAF directly and find out what was going on because... Yes, they normally don't fly quite as late. At or a or as low. Mm, mm. But testing <laughs> I mean, the infrared, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I sometimes think that I don't need to prune my tall trees anymore because they've been cut off by the planes going past. <laughs> <laughs> well, where do you see the group going in the future? Uh, well, we, uh, myself and another group member had a meeting with our newly elected councillors yesterday. Uh, and we'd, uh, during the week, we'd asked the, asked the group members to put forward some suggestions on, you know, that we were, we were going to be meeting with the councillors and what would they like to see in Woodend. Um, so we had a meeting with uh, councillors Doyle and Fechner yesterday. Uh, and they were very open and, uh, you know, open to ideas. Uh, so they're going to share with us um, some more information about the redevelopment of Nicholas Street, uh, which is really exciting for our, our suburb because it's right on our doorstep. Um, and I pointed out to the councillors that you know we're going to be the prime users of that that space. Of course, um, we're walking distance. So, mm. Yeah, that's etc. And that's the sort of things we talked about, you know, about walk, about walkability and connect, connectivity um, to the various parts of the city centre, um, improving um, connections between the various parts. So from Riverlink to Queens Park to uh, out to West Ipswich um, to the Brisbane Valley Rail Trail. We've got a lot of keen cyclists in, in Woodend. So catering to them and then, and simple stuff like, um, you know, examining potholes and curb and channelling and, uh, and park equipment and that sort of stuff. So really, uh, I hope that the group will just continue to be talking over the back fence. You know, I think that's, that's where, we, where we'd like it to, to, to stay. Um, you know, the, we've got 360. Hopefully we can grow it to, you know, so that we have a large percentage of the residents of, and not just sort of wood end, but, you know, of, the, of Coal Falls and Saddles Crossing. Yes. Um, and, but keep it as, as you know, the village talking over the back fence and helping each other out. And no doubt there's a lot of new families moving into the area too, Andrew and Suzanne. Yeah. Um, despite the, um, uh, the old look of the suburb, there's a lot of younger families moving in and, and taking on the old Queenslanders and, and uh, regenerating and rejuvenating them. Yeah, which is brilliant. Uh, absolutely. And because and, we've got the, the schools, sorry, Suzanne, yeah. we've got the, the um, St Mary's, St Eddie's, um, Boys Grammar and um, Blair State School, all in the suburb. But uh, we're blessed to have these schools here. And uh, while well, they create a bit of traffic chaos in the mornings, uh, all the schools, particularly St Mary's and St Eddie's, are, are members of our group. And so they let us know if there's going to be a school event on uh, or if the road's going to be affected or whatever. And yeah, that's part of, they're a big part of our community. Excellent. Well, it's been wonderful to hear about the success of the Friends of Woodend group. I'm hoping that uh, after this conversation, you'll get a few more requests for, for new members. Andrew Spark and Suzanne Mardlich, thank you so much for talking to Ipswich today. Our pleasure. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Alan. Good work. Thank you.
Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australians since 1999. If you know someone who may be interested in subscribing to Ipswich Today podcasts, please share from your favourite podcasting app. Music is from Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.